Welcome to our talk time. I am Giordino. Today's episode is called Winnipeg Talk Time. Now, Winnipeg, the capital of Manitoba, Canada. Usually after saying that, the other guy says, I have no idea what a Winnipeg is. If you ever met a Winnipegger, or a pegger for short, you'll notice a couple things. Take note of the mean scowl. That's natural. That either means that you're their dear friend or you're about to be jumped. There is no in-between. Next, see the hands. They are always clinched in a fist. This is because the pegger is always ready for a fight. But be careful about their most powerful tactic, the Winnipeg handshake. Now, what is the Winnipeg handshake, you ask? Well, before a fight, they will grunt, Skodens, do this, then proceed to stab you in the waist area. That is the Winnipeg handshake. A firm jab to the stomach and then being left in negative 40 degree weather. And now you're ready to go to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Okay, in all seriousness, I love Winnipeg. As I stated before, I was born and raised there. I'm a prairie boy by heart, and I'm not used to mountains here in Vancouver. I get scared when I see a bump over a meter. My simple flat mind can't comprehend the z-axis. Oh, so I sometimes make these mounds. I mistake them for people, and then I give them the old Winnipeg handshake. <laughs> Okay, no, thank, thank goodness these aren't actually people. And I'm not stabbing these random people in the street, you know? People like taxi drivers or children walking home from school or even cats and coyotes. Really dodging a large legal bullet here, eh? Anyways, Winnipeg will always be my home no matter what. No, no matter how far I am from it and... I am a pegger by heart, and yes, I do know what that term also means. <laughs> I do love Winnipeg. It's great. Also, I'm here outside. I'm here outside using this, uh, um, this microphone. If it wasn't already painfully obvious. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Winnipeg. What is Winnipeg? Winnipeg is a great place. It's, 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 it's capital of Manitoba, as I said before. What happens there? Absolutely nothing. Nothing happens there. Ever. Okay, that's a lie. I have a couple things I want to talk about Winnipeg about, okay? So, first of all, let's get the big elephant out of the way. The Winnipeg Jets. At this moment in time, they are number one in the league. That is amazing. That is great. Love that for them. And I am a Winnipeg fan, okay? I am. So when they, when they get far, or maybe even win the cup, I don't know, I'm going to cheer. And I'm going to go into the streets. What? Into the streets of Vancouver. And, you know, give some Winnipeg love. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not being weird here. I'm, I'm being uh, threatening. Yeah. But also, I want to say something. Winnipeg has better burgers. Don't believe me? Well, here's my case for it. Winnipeg has a place, has, has a place called Junior's. It's like a local fast food chain. And I don't care what people think, in Winnipeg especially, people say like, oh, Junior's is just terrible. Like, you will miss it. If you leave, you will miss it. Okay. 
hear me out, hear me out. Where else do they just throw together the messiest burger possible? Put that chili on it, those, that, those pickles. Mm. It's such a good place to get a burger. And the fries to the gravy, oh, you're gonna miss, if you leave Winnipeg, you're gonna miss the food because they are not afraid of what they're putting in it. People, oh, I'm outside, hear that? People beeping. Anyways, you're gonna miss the burgers. The burgers are better there. You know, when I was in Winnipeg, I was, I had like juniors three times. I miss the food, okay? They have better burgers and they have better pizza, okay? Okay? I'm just going to say it right now. Winnipeg has better pizza. This is, of course, this is all my opinion, but everyone knows my opinion is fact. <laughs> okay, scratch that. No, it's my opinion, okay? That's my very amazingly humble opinion, okay? So, Winnipeg has better food, burgers, and pizza. Pizza. What kind of pizza do you have there? Well, unfortunately, when I was there... My favorite pizza place has been sh had been shut down because of health concerns. And that should tell you everything you need to know about Winnipeg pizza. They don't care. They will throw anything they want on it. I don't care. Look, they found a cockroach in the place and they had to shut it down because it went viral on TikTok or whatever. But my favorite place, Jumbo's Pizza on Balmoral and Sargent in Winnipeg. That is my favorite pizza in Winnipeg, in the world. I have not yet had a better slice of pizza. That took, I don't know why that came out. That, that, that was hard to get out for some reason. I don't know why. But Jumbo's Pizza, my favorite pizza place by far. They also have Santa Lucia there. That's a pretty good choice. Of course, you have your like other uh, fast food options, Domino's, Pizza Hut, but also they have Vern's. Vern's Pizza is also good. If you ever go to Winnipeg, you need to have all of these disgustingly greasy foods because Midwest food, man, they don't care. It's it's not as like extravagant, not, not extravagant. It's not as um, extreme as Southern food. But, like, it's not as tame as food from, say, uh, Toronto or Vancouver here. I would, I would say the food here is tame. They, they got healthy food here. So it's good. It's good, though. It's good. You know, sometimes salmon is really good. Fish is one of my favorite food. But to start having it all the time, then, like, it gets kind of old. And I want a greasy sandwich. Also, I want to talk about... People call it winter peg. Winter, and you know, that makes sense. Winter peg. Do you know why they call it winter peg? Because it's cold. Not every not all year, but when it gets around October, then a thick sheet of ice falls from the sky and just nestles itself on the ground. And it just covers it for the rest of the winter until probably April. And, you know, I love winter big. I grew up in that weather, negative 40 degrees. One time on my birthday, it got to negative 45 degrees. Okay. 
that should tell you enough. That, that's enough to freeze the souls on your feet. It happened to me once, and it will happen to you if you go there in the winter, okay? But don't go there in the summer either, because then, then it gets plus 30, and then the mosquitoes come out, and you die. So you can only ever go there in the springtime, when it starts to rain, it gets, it gets a little bit warmer, it's not as extreme on both ends. Or you can go to uh, in the fall, which is very short. You have August, September, and that's it. You have those two months. And it's a beautiful time also. Like, it's, it's perfect sweater weather. You know, it's like that. But winter big. The stories I have from the snow. My soul's freezing. That the eye, my eyelashes freezing. It's, it's crazy. Like, in the thing, you, you have to bundle up. You really have to bundle up when you're there. You have to put on, like, ski pants, long johns, sometimes two pairs of socks if you're going to be up for a while, some nice boots. Of course, you have to have pants on underneath the ski pants and over the long johns. Uh, what else? So you have an undershirt, you have a sweater, then you have a jacket. And then what my father would do, he would go overboard sometimes, he would put on the put on one of the, like those little black mitts, those little black gloves, like the knit ones or whatever, and then you would put him inside of a larger mitten. So it was warm. I got to give it to him. It was warm. Then in your headwear, either a scarf or just a face mask, and then you put that on, and then what else? Then after that, you put, you, you put on a hat, maybe even two, but still a hat, and then you put your hood on, and then you bundle up like, like a, a what, whatever is bundled up, I guess. What's bundled up? A burrito? Sure. Sure. Do they have burritos in Winnipeg? Not really. I'm sure there's probably some places in Winnipeg that has burritos, but I don't remember. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Shout out to the Winnipeg listeners. You're few, but you're strong. And I believe that if you were to be matched up with any, any the average Vancouverites, the Winnipegger would simply win. Because you know, they have all the techniques. They have the Winnipeg handshake. They have the layers. They have the greasy fingers because of the burgers. They're just a deadly subspecies of human. Winnipeggers are something else. Okay? Okay, so time for the next segment. This one was recorded... Um, a while ago, and it's uh, me basically ranting uh, in Toronto. So th- this isn't uh, a segment, uh, whatever, of In the Field with Giordano. And disclaimer before listening, I was a tired boy, and I say some wrong things, like factually wrong, th- not, not like cancelable things, okay? Like... Factually wrong. Like, I, I say that I'm in Winnipeg or I'm saying I'm in Vancouver, but I'm in Toronto. I'm in a hotel in Toronto. And I've, I, like, before that, I recently lost my mind. So there's that. Okay. See you in a bit. Well, hi there. This is, I guess, some segment time. Na- I name naming in the future, I guess. But, you know, right now it's just story time. Do you know why? Because I just had the craziest day of my life. 
let's start from the beginning, shall we? So, I wake up at 4 a.m. in a hotel called the Holiday Inn. It's a nice hotel. Two beds for some reason. Why am I in the hotel to begin with? Well, it's because... The day before, I... I didn't really miss a flight. What happened was that my flight was redirected mid-flight. So we flew around the destination, Winnipeg, twice. And then the pilot was like, no, 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 too foggy. And then he just flew to Toronto for some reason. And that's where I am right now. I'm in Toronto. Why? I don't know. So the... Airline gave us some accommodations, and I'm in a hotel for one day, and here I am, in a hotel. What happens? Well, okay, so in the the last hotel, this isn't the same hotel, by the way, crazy. So in the last hotel, I get on a shuttle around a quarter to five. Get on the shuttle with a bunch of other people, get to the airport, and then I wait in line for uh, the stewardess or whatever they're called to check us in. So we're sitting there, sitting there waiting for people to check us in. There's like 25 of us. Finally, someone comes, and then another person comes, and then they start the checking in process. One by one, yada, 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 we get to the front. I give my bag, I get my ticket, and then I cross security. It's all smooth. So our flight's at 7 o'clock. Oops, oh no, delayed until when? 10. I guess that's okay. Oops, oh no, delayed until when? Noon. That's mildly annoying. Oops. Oh no. Cancelled. Yep. My plane was cancelled today. And they said the next time they can get us a flight. Do you know when? December 25th. Do you know what day it is today? December 23rd. That would mean I'll have to stay another day here in Toronto. A place that I was never meant to come in the first place. So, admittedly, we get riled up. People start yelling at the stewardesses. Now, it's not their fault, obviously, but we were high emotion at that point. And we were just at, like complaining that we weren't getting the proper communication. We were talking and we're not, not even talking. Most of us were yelling. We we're yelling, complaining, yada, yada, yada. Like, hey, get your manager down here now. So the manager comes, the station manager. What next? Well, they basically tell us nothing. They say we can, we can give you a... A refund, or we you can stay in the hotel a bit longer. No, and hopefully not. So what I do is, 
I get my refund, full refund, and then I go down to the baggage claim where they're going to put our baggage. Oh no, what happens now? They lost our baggage. How? How do they lose our baggage? Well, because they, the people who do the whole baggage stuff didn't know our bags or our flight was canceled. So they just had it there, ready to go. I'm getting fed up at this point. I've spent 48 hours in airports and I had five hours of sleep, so I was not ready for it. My emotions were getting high. And then my bags finally come. I go upstairs. I look for another flight service because I got my refund and I didn't want to use them again. I'm like, hey, where's WestJet? I don't know. And then some flight information guy comes to me and says, "Uh, it's in a different uh, terminal. I'm like, what? Yeah, just hop on that train there. Go hop on that train to a different terminal. I'm like, oh, okay. So I get on the train. Right on over to the terminal. Get through the terminal. Get to WestJet. And they say, oh, all flights are booked on this day. I'm like, oh, okay. Fine then. So I go to Porter Airlines. And they say, sorry, no flights today. They're all booked. And then while I'm talking with this uh, person, this ticket person, some lady beside me just collapses first I was uh, you know concerned obviously but then the person in front of me said oh well this is she's doing it again she's uh, fallen on the ground protesting something so I'm like oh protesting what I didn't ask this he just said it out loud apparently she was protesting not getting a ticket as well, but you know, I wasn't falling on the ground. So I go to Flair Airlines. What does Flair do for me? Nothing as well. Cause they don't do over the counter ticket handling, check their site, nothing today anyways. So I go back to WestJet and say, I'll just take the next available flights. When is that? Tomorrow at 9 a.m. So I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'm going at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And then I get it. And then I get to my new hotel. Which, you know, is fine. It's nice, I guess. But, like, it's at least it's close to the airport. And then... I'm tired at that point up at for four hours at that point and I'm just I kind of want to go to bed but I've never been in Toronto so you know this is a unique situation it's not every day that you get rerouted mid-flight to a city that you've never been and forced to stay there for two days so I uh I decided to take the train downtown And the train systems here are crazy. They're so much more advanced than Vancouver. Like, it's crazy. It's like so much more luxurious, but you know, uh, 
granted, I didn't take the metro. I took the express line or whatever it's called. It's a nice, nice line, by the way. So I get downtown. I'm ready for an adventure. Where do I go? Union Station. I get lost in Union Station. I'd have never been there. I go in circles. I've never been in Union Station. What am I supposed to do? I was looking for a map. That's what I was doing. Looking for a map. Found a map. Found out where I was. I had something to eat. I had pierogies, by the way. Did you know there's a shop here that just sells pierogies? Never knew that. So after I have my pierogies, I start. I feel a little bit better. And then I decide, you know, I'm going to go to the CN Tower. I go to the CN Tower and I see the tower. So, okay, so I go up. Go up the elevator. I'm terrified. On the elevator, like the floor, one of, it, one of the panels is just glass. Like there's a glass panel that you could see going down. It's terrifying. And the thing goes 22 kilometers an hour up. Attack the lamp! See, things are going crazy already. Things are going insane. So what else? What else? I get to the top. I take some videos and pictures. It's on my Instagram if you want to see it, I guess. Uh, B at Instagram. Whatever. And, you know, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time. A little scary. It's cloudy, though, so I didn't get to see much, but what I did see terrified me. Had some good interactions. Bought a nice picture for my mother. And I went down. And then I just explored downtown a bit. I saw a homeless guy's butt. I uh, saw a couple little tiny dogs. I also saw a couple dogs, if you know what I'm saying. Feet. I'm saying uh, feet. I mean, I mean feet. Yeah. And, you know, Vancouver's a nice city. Some of it smells like poop, you know, as you do. But at least I got to make a, uh, a good ending to a terrible, terrible day. Terrible day. So, you know, a good ending is uh, much appreciated. And then I just hopped the train back here. Tired. Ready to go home. So that, that's, that was my day. I got lost in... I got lost in uh, Toronto. It's basically the Canadian version of Lost in New York. Uh, home Alone too. And, you know, I, I even saw Tr Donald himself. He came to me. He's like, Jordina, what are you doing here? What are you doing in Toronto? You can't be here. You weren't supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in Winnipeg. What are you doing here? And I said to him, I leaned in close and I said, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be in jail? And then he said, he said to me, Don't be so mean to me. I was basically the president of the United States for... Four... No. Eight... Years. Eight years. Eight beautiful years. 
And then that's when I stabbed him. I went, that's enough, Donald John Trump. Hoo-yah. And then he fell. Basically the plot of Home Alone 2, you know? It's technically. It is the plot. It is. Anyways, I, I bet future me has uh, some plans. We're going to probably talk to somebody. And okay, goodbye. Wow, wasn't that a crazy guy screaming all the time? Anyways, thank you for joining me for this talk time. See ya. Thank you.